Welcome, it's Bump Court with Coach Drew, and this is the World of Basketball. And today on the World of Basketball, LeBron's getting back at the NC2A. Everybody knows that Fultz is back, he's going to be playing, and the Wizards is not trying to rush the wall. So, stick around right here on Ball Court. This is Ball Court, I am Coach Drew, and this is the World of Basketball. First, I want to go ahead and start off because I know everybody's excited. Yes, it's that time of year that we all clamor for where we hang up our stockings and we make our wishes and we write down our list. Yes, NBA preseason's about to start. Yes, it is. I'm excited myself. And media day was absolutely crazy. But here's go some things that we want to take away from media day and some of the wrap-ups. I'm going to start off with the East Coast because, you know, I used to live out there. So don't go there. Anyway, so back on the East Coast, they got some big things going on over in Washington. Yes, John Wall, we all know that he's injured right now. But Brooks, Scott Brooks decided that he's not going to rush him. I know this injury is going to take time. They understand that he may be able to miss pretty much the whole season. But you have an all-star caliber guard like that, you have to look to the future. Right now with John Wall playing at, this, at the level that he is playing at right before the injury, you cannot say let's rush him back and hope for the best. Lord knows they don't want a Kevin Durant situation over there. So, Washington, take your time with him, bring him back. Now we got some big news going over from the Magic. Yes, their $12.3 million, $12 million prize that they went ahead and picked up this offseason said that they may be playing in the beginning of the preseason. So that may be able to make 34 games in two years for Markel Fultz. So hopefully his shooting style has actually improved. I've seen some videos of it. I seen some trick stuff that he was doing that looked kind of weird, but it still looked better than the previous shooting form that he had. So I'm still hoping that this does work out because Magic, really, you got Evan Fournier to fall back on. You did great during FIBA, by the way. Don't let anybody take that away from you. But anyway, so these are the things that you're going to be looking forward to with the East. But there's going to be more. Yes, Walker is in Boston. Not that Walker, not Antoine Walker, but Kemba Walker. Yes, he's going to be in Boston this year to lead the team off with a brand new look. He's a brand new leader. Yes, they did have a leader as a point guard last year, but due to some things that you've heard about during media day, there were certain situations where uh, it didn't work out for them as that leader. Understandably so. I know Kyrie was going through some things, losing his grandfather. It was probably a tough situation to have to go through during that year. So at that point in time, it's okay. It's okay. But now Kemba Walker is going to be that leader that they deserve. He's He's been there. He showed great leadership you know, skills during that FIBA campaign during the summer. I know it didn't, win, didn't go as we planned. Didn't work out exactly how he wanted to. But even though they finished seventh, he was still the leader and he showed some skills that I think is going to be very valuable this season over there in Boston. But a former Boston player, point guard, is now going to be over in the Hornets leading them. 
And he said he's not here to replace Kemba Walker. He's not going to be the new Kemba. Yes, scary Terry. Terry Rozier has left the Boston Celtics and he has made his way over to those Hornets. And yes, those Hornets are looking good this year. I definitely feel with Terry Rozier's style of play where he attacks the game and he just goes at every defensive player as if he got an own personal vendetta against them. He's definitely going to make it to be the one that they look at. I'm, I'm telling you, I have a feeling about the Hornets this year. I don't think they're going to be a, a playoff team. But I definitely think that they're going to be a team that's going to be poised to spoil a lot of playoff dreams. Now, speaking of Kyrie, because we did speak about Kyrie when he is leaving the Celtics. He stated in media day that the issues that he was having over there was due to the loss of his grandfather. And he felt it remorseful that he was unable to express that with his teammates. And in turn, he wasn't able to be as good a leader as he could be. Now, over there on the Nets, he's planning to do something different. He's planned to be the leader that he needs to be. He's planned to be able to be that lightning rod that's willing to take those questions and the tough questions. One of the toughest questions is when is Kevin getting back? That question, he said he will take gladly. We are not going to rush Kevin to get back. Kevin Durant, they're meaning. They're not going to rush him to get back. They want him to take his time because he understands how it is to rush to get back. He understands the pressure of a superstar being able to be there for his team. And ironically enough, in an ironic twist for this whole thing, Kyrie Irving will not be playing the first preseason game. But let's not rush him to get back, of course, because he knows how it is. But let's go ahead and take a look at the West Coast for the me how the media day went over there. And of course, you know, I was all smiles with that one. Being over, you know, I'm a West, I like the West Coast. I like those West Coast teams. I'm not going to talk about all of them right away. I'm going to leave some suspense for you. But first, let's jump into the Pelicans. Yes, the Pelicans, the team that everybody is watching. That's the young team that everybody wants to see. They want to see what Zion, what Lonzo, what B.I. is going to do when they all get together. And I'm kind of intrigued myself. I've been watching Lonzo's shot. It's been improving. He's it, He seems like he's uh, bonding with the team. They seem like they're coming together. It's going to be a cohesive style. And you have to understand, the Lon Lonzo Ball's claim to fame, the whole reason that got him drafted, the whole reason that everybody loved him at UCLA, and the whole reason it made Chino Hills a dominant team is that he's a playmaker. He sets people up. Now, let me ask you a question if you did not see that Jumpman commercial. If he's throwing the alley-oop, wouldn't you want Zion being the one catching that? Whew. That's going to be some fire over there. I'm going to tell you. They're going to bring some heat. I'm loving it. I'm loving what the Pelicans are doing. I'm excited to see them. Zion himself, he said he's excited to start the season. So if he could have a season like how he did last year at Duke, I think that will be good enough to at least propel the Pelicans into an eighth-place spot in the West. So that's something to look forward to. Now, Alvin Gentry, just like I am, you know, he's a, he's, he's a realistic coach. So he turned around and said to, about Zion, I'm not having him here to save 
this team. That's not Zion's job. He's not coming over there to turn around New Orleans and bring it back to greatness. He's not going to run through there and make sure that New Orleans is known for Zion instead of Popeye's chicken. And still, the chicken sandwich is out. It's been two weeks. What are we doing here? Anyway, like, so Zion is going to be the guy that's going to actually help the team grow. And I think that's going to be a positive thing to look at. Another thing that we want to look at is that I heard about. This is from the media day. Yes, the unicorn. There's going to be a chance that the unicorn will suit up for Dallas. We've waited. We've waited. Since February of 2018, we've waited to see the unicorn once again. I've been dying to see him in a Mavericks uniform. Maybe because I hope for a little bit of nostalgia from the Nash and Whiskey days. And I feel that Seth Curry and KP is going to bring that back for me. I'm, I'm wanna, I want to see that. But then you got Luka Donick over there as well. So that team in Dallas, I'm seeing that they're going to fall about six in the West Coast. But they're going to be a great team to watch. It's going to be excellent basketball. As a matter of fact, if you are into the type of basketball that all coaches are into, the ball passing, everything moving, that beautiful style of basketball, please watch the Dallas Mavericks. It's going to be so old school, it will you will actually cry. I'm just just the thought of it. Think about this. You got the unicorn, you got the kid, and you got another curry. It's a little milder of a curry. You know, he's not like Steph, but He's still hot. He's curry nonetheless. You know? So that's something that I want to look forward to. Speaking of curry, you know, over there in Golden State, Kerr said he got some big things for Looney coming up. You know, that center is going to be starting now because Willie Cauley-Stein with that midfoot injury that he's going to be sitting out for a little bit. He's, I think he's probably going to miss most of the preseason, probably beginning part of the early season. That's going to give Looney the chance that he needs to actually showcase his talent. Now, don't get me wrong. He's been there for a couple years now, and he's been playing very well. But he only averages 6.3 points per game last year. I definitely think that now he's going to have the opportunity. You You don't have a Kevin Durant there. So that's going to be extra rebounds going his way. He gets a couple of those easy buckets, those easy rebounds. Guarantee he's going to move him up. But... What happened over the summer? Did he bulk up? Is he going to be more physical down low? Is he going to be what they need until Willie Cauley-Stein get back? We'll just have to wait and see. Because that's how the West plays out. It's a wait and see game over there. And it's something that I'm willing to look at. Now, guess what? I know this summer was tough. A lot of people got to watch the FIBA World Cup. And we all hurt. We cried a little bit. But with every cloud, there's a silver lining. The silver lining is going to be the 2020 Olympics. Yes, we have our NBA stars lining up left and right. We got Steph Curry. Steph Curry. We have James Harden. LeBron James saying that he wants to be there. Kawhi Leonard. We have Damian Lillard. Anthony Davis looking to be there. We have uh, Draymond Green. And we have Paul George. (laughs) <laughs> the reason why I smile when I read these names, remember the last time they went to an Olympics together? Hmm. Cause a lot of tampering. 
hopefully there's no conversations that take place with the whole new tampering policy. They're going to have to sit at dinner during that time and just stare at each other. They can't talk because that's 50000 if you say anything. You say something like, hey, that's a great pass at practice. I love playing with you. 50000 Boom. Get your checkbook ready, boys. Also, Jimmy Butler, he, he said that he wants to be a part of it too during media day. He said he's look, definitely looking to be a part, as well as Klay Thompson. I would love to see Klay Thompson as part of it. I think we needed Klay Thompson during the FIBA. I understand with the ACL, you were hurt, you couldn't be there. But somebody who could get off shots like that, you know, little to no dribbles, six dribbles, we could have used that. Because Spain and Serbia, they were just killing us. They were shooting for real, for real. All right. But let's go on to the next thing. This is the part. I love this segment because this, this one right here, this story, brings a smile to my face. When I think about this story, I think about, you know, my older brother. It makes me smile. He always used to say to me, hey, this is my room. And I'd be like, no, it's our room. He said, no, it's my room. And as I got older, even though I got a little bit better than him in skills and stuff, he always would remind me that it's his room. I bring this story up because the Clippers probably forgot that the Staples Center is the Lakers' room. So they've been talking real big and bad over the last uh, over the last week or so in media day. You know, Paul George talking crazy like, I feel we the best duo in the NBA. You know, he's pretty much saying that he feels that they're going to dominate the league this year. Now, I'm not going to speak on the point that he's not actually going to be starting off the season playing due to his shoulder injuries and the surgery that he had during the offseason, during the time that he had playing for OKC, that was struggling his shot last season. I'm not going to talk about that. I'm not going to talk about the fact that after you go ahead and take a look at the roster, you got that starting five. You know, Patrick Beverly, great defender. You have uh, Paul George. You have uh, uh, Montrell. He's a beast in, in the uh, he a beast in, in the Drew League. You have um, uh, you, who, who that big ugly dude. <laughs> you have you have quite a few players right now on your squad. That makes it look like you're a better team than what you are, right? But. Truth be told, if we really take a look at it, you're an average team. Because we got the top defender in Avery Bradley going to the Lakers. You, The Lakers bench right now is a starting five anywhere else in the league. You take the Lakers starting five. And the only reason I say that uh, Kuzma is going to be on the bench is because he's coming back from an injury. But you take that Lakers starting five right now, we dominate. We dominate the Staples Center. We put the Staples Center into a place where they don't know. I think Uncle Snoop stated it best. The Clippers are like the adopted brother we never really wanted. That's my, that's, that's my take on it. But we did lose some people that I think is going to be great elsewhere, like Lonzo and Brandon Ingram. I definitely think he's going to be great elsewhere. But we gained a lot of experience. We gained a lot of uh, talent, and we gained a lot of focus. So, I understand you have your five players over there with the Clippers. Good job. I understand you have Kawhi. Good job. 
I understand you have Paul George and half a shoulder. Good job. But you are in the king's court. Act accordingly. I'll move on to the next thing. Since we got to talk about LeBron, it is a must that I talk about LeBron. I am contractually obligated to talk about LeBron. So guess what I'm going to talk about? Taco Tuesday. Yes. We all remember that he went for that bid to try and go ahead and trademark Taco Tuesday. Now, but the U.S. Patent and Trademark Office decided, since it is a commonly used phrase, used everywhere at every taco shop, even the ones here in Vegas, except for Roberto's Tacos. This is the second time we had to talk about this. Next time I'm showing up. Anyway, taco on Wednesday. What are you talking about? Anyway, so like I'm saying, it's a commonly used phrase, so he cannot trademark it. Unfortunately. Now, maybe if he was uh, utilizing it already, already had the podcast, and the podcast had gained a few hits, and people were able to uh, join in, and Taco Tuesday became the commonly known phrase attached to the podcast, that might have helped it. But that wasn't the case. So, Taco Tuesdays is for everyone. Enjoy. With that said, I'm going to be right back. I'm going to go get me a taco. All this taco talk, man. I'm going to go get me a taco. Y'all sit right there. I'm going to grab a taco. This is ball court, the world of basketball, and I'm Coach Drew. Hang around. Welcome back. I am Coach Rue. This is Ball Court, and it's the world of basketball. And guess what? It's been a crazy world so far. If your world of basketball includes the WNBA, your world has been topsy-turvy. I'm telling you. We understand. I told you what happened in round one. We talked about what happened in round two. Can you imagine that this finals was going to be any different? It's been a barn burner. I'm telling you that trading punches is a guaranteed heavyweight fight. Game one, Washington takes it. Of course, 95 to 86 over, over Connecticut. Then game two, Connecticut returns the favor, going 99-87 over Washington. But let's stop and think about this. What happened from game one to game two that could have made such a big difference to change everything? I'll tell you what happened. The MVP went out. Yes, Elena Deladon, she went for a spin move in the first quarter and tweaked her back. She went out for a little while. She went to the locker room right away, but then it was reported that she wasn't coming back out. And she had re-aggravated her earlier back injury. Now, we all know with Biggs, this back spasms and knee injuries are something that takes place regularly. Now, with Elena Deladon and the amount of the amount of work, her actual workload, her usage rate is higher than just about anybody else in the league. So you got to think about this. Now that she's injured with that workload, does the Mizzes really stand a chance? Or is the Sun just going to run through them? That was, And game two for the Suns was, it was a game. It was a real game. You know, they were point, point blank. Jonquel jumped. Shh. I don't know if they knew she came there to play basketball. 
She showed up last night to play ball. And with Elena Deladon not being there and not being the deterrent that they needed, she went off. 32 points, 18 rebounds, 3 blocks. I'm telling you, she was taking everything, scoring everything. And how do you stop that? So, this is a thought process that I want you to put into your head, Mystic fans, because I'm going to be honest, I'm an Aces fan. I don't have a dog in the fight. I want to see great basketball. And Courtney Williams, keep on doing your thing. Keep on talking. I love you. Can't guard her. Can't guard her. Keep talking. Keep doing your thing. But what right now, with the Mystics, where they stand, if you have John Quell Jones doing what she did last night, and if you have uh, if you have um, uh, the 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 Courtney Williams playing in, in that in that fashion like she did, if you have the Suns playing the elite basketball, Mystics don't stand a chance. You have to understand. Right now with the Mystics, Elena Deladon is literally their Photoshop. They look good normally, but you add Elena Deladon, they look flawless. But now without that Photoshop and without that filter, they're starting to look like the regular mystics. And I'm going to tell you the truth. I don't know if that's the ones I want to see on Instagram. So I'm going to go throw ahead, go ahead and throw a like on the Suns picture. And then we're going to move on with them. Because it's going to be, it's, I think that that's going to be the way that we go at this point. When game three comes along, I, we'll have to see. But who's going to step up for the mystics? Is it going to be Ariel Powers? This is something that we got to look at. All right? Now, like I said about that injury, it's clear, it's unclear right now of when Elena Deladon is going to be coming back, if she's going to be coming back by the end of this season. This is an injury that actually has been going over from last season, from a last season back injury. We don't know if it was a spin move that re-aggravated it. But it just happened shortly after that. So I wish all the best to Elaine Deladon. I'm hoping for a speedy recovery. I want this finals not to be tainted with if the Suns win. I don't want it to be tainted Well, if Elena Deladon was there, if the Mystics were healthy. It shouldn't be tainted. She playing for her first finals. I want her to go for it. And I think that's going to be a big thing if she does make it there. You know? But, you know, that's how it works. Now, in another topic regarding the WNBA, Maya Moore is leaving the WNBA. For this year, at least. Just for this season. She's going to leave to help fight wrongful convictions. I think that is one of the... It's, it's a huge thing. I, I had the opportunity today to actually sit in on a show on my... Uh, a sister show on our network, on the CWN Sports Network, Fusion Sports. And we got to talk about the, the power that women are having right now in, in sports on a whole. But the power is actually transcending more than sports at this time. I can see that the, the, the reach for women's power is actually going far, far beyond just the field and just the court. We understand that Maya Moore being a four-time NBA champion, two-time gold medalist, Olympic gold medalist, we, all, we understand that she has the drive to always be the best at what she does. But in this situation, her being her best at doing this is going to benefit each and every one of us. Whether it is whether it's a disenfranchised young, young child 
person of color, everyone has actually felt the, the harmful feeling of wrongful convictions. So I do want to applaud Maya Moore, taking a step away from the court to do the right thing and fight the courts. There you go. Congratulations, Maya Moore. And I hope Jordan stands behind this because, you know, this is something that I feel that they should definitely get behind on. The Jordan brand is part of the, uh, the Nike brand. And clearly, that's also involved with the LeBron brand. So we are seeing right there that Maya Moore has proven that she is more than an athlete. Good job, Maya. Right. I got to talk about FIBA. Yes, World Cup. Women's. I know everybody got sad for a second. No. Women's World Cup. Yes, those FIBA Women's World Cup, they were doing their thing. I'm talking for the whole World Cup. They went 5-0. and Defeating everybody. Blocking shots. Sylvia Fowles, she, it's like she didn't allow nobody to shoot. She's like, no, you're not allowed. She was like Oprah with the block. She's like, you get a block. You get a block. You get a block. Reach into your seat. You get a block. It was crazy. It was beautiful. So, Team USA, their defense absolutely locked Puerto Rico down in the semifinals, going 78-54 over them. I'm, I'm talking, let me tell you about locking them down. Puerto Rico shot 27% in that game. Not from three-point range, in the game. Field goal percentage, 27%. Whoa! But every 10 shots, less than three fell. That's defense. And then they out-rebound them 63 to 34. So not only in that, you're not getting your shots, you're not getting a rebound to take it again. These girls was beasted. And, you, and if you thought for a second that they were going to just stop there in the semifinals and say, hey, we showed out, we did what we had to do, we're just going to leave it like that, no. They were going for the gold. And, of course, they went against Canada. And they beat Canada handily, 67 to 46. That was a whooping. And they did it for the gold medal. They didn't do it in the in the um, US, women's USA soccer team fashion where they were just smashing them. But it was a, it was a handed blowout. And that's because of their defense. I always tell people this all the time. Defense wins games. But obviously, these feeble women, they're a little bit different. They feel defense wins gold medals. Hang around with me. Right here on Ball Court, I'm Coach Drew. This is the world of basketball. We got more of that world for you. Stick around. Welcome back. This is Ball Court. I am Coach Drew, and this is the world of basketball. And with the world of basketball, it's time for us to go down under. Let's check out what's happening with the NBL. Now, we have the NBL. They're wrapping up their preseason. It's NBL 20, y'all. Yup, 20 years of NBL basketball. I know what you're thinking. You're just catching on. You're just getting hip. It's okay. They take it slow for you. They'll catch you up to speed. They'll drop in tidbits and everything. You go research the history later. Just celebrate it. It's 20 years. Have a good time. All right? So, wrapping up the preseason, I want to talk about a couple teams here. A couple teams, and the reason why I'm talking about these teams, these are the teams that I want to look forward to. I'm looking at them all season. Now, mind you, October is going to be coming up. NBL going to be playing against the NBA. 
Check them out. It's going to be on Viceland, ESPN. It's going to be crazy. They got their new network deal popping. Check it out. But here go the teams that we're looking at right now. The Sydney Kings. I love the Sydney Kings. They're actually one of the elite teams in the NBL right now. And they were playing another one of the elite teams that I've been following. And it's because they have the most players that I'm fans of on that team. The Ilwara Hawks. Now, the Hawks, I know what we're thinking. This is the last preseason game. What did LaMelo do? I'm not going to... This wasn't his best game. I'm not going to sit here and talk it up. It wasn't a great game for him. But... When you think about the other games that he had during the preseason, this was his worst game. I could take it. This is not one that I'm, I'm willing to bat an eye at. He had a 24-point game, a 19-point game. This one, he had four points. He went one of ten from the field. They, But Sydney Kings have a great defensive team. But everybody has a bad night as well. Now, the reason why I want to bring up this game and how great this game was the game started off in the first quarter. It was 32-22. Now, that was a 10-point lead, and he was hoping that the Hawks could bring it back. But regardless of everything that was taking place, that those Kings, they kept on scoring. They kept on scoring. But there was one Hawk. Yes, one Hawk that did not want to let it die, did not want to let it go. So from the first quarter on, the Hawks, and the Kings were matched up in points. They went toe-to-toe, point-for-point. And that Hawk that did it was Aaron Brooks. Yes, it's a name from yesteryear. Houston fans, please dig inside your memory bank. Reach in there real deep, and you'll remember this name, Aaron Brooks. And he was doing the same thing he was doing in Houston. He went off. I'm talking with 6 for 10 from three-point line, you know, 60%. That's amazing. And overall, he had 20 points. He, uh, 28 points, I'm sorry. He was he was an actual force, and he was the force that was leading them back. Of course, you know, with somebody, when one person having a bad shooting night and somebody having a great shooting night, sometimes you're going to get the rock halfway up the hill. But I do apologize, Sisyphus. You did not get it all the way up. And that is okay. There's the preseason. We got a great season to look forward to. I was very happy with that, though. That was... That was one of those games that right there, if you weren't a fan of the NBL, that would have sold it to you. If you had watched that game, you would have been like, oh, I got to see this. This is going to be an everyday thing. And since it's on ESPN and Viceland, it will be. All right? Next next team that I want to talk about is the Bullets and the Wildcats. The Perth Wildcats, you know that they've had a couple of players that have been playing for the Australian FIBA team. And that did that did absolutely amazing, by the way. But the bullets is what I want to talk about. The bullets took went over the cats 85 to 82. Now, just like in that previous Kings game where I talked about that that great second half, this was what happened. They had a fight. They fought it back. I'm talking the reason this game was that close was because of a game-winning three-pointer. After the Wildcats came back, down by 10, they came all the way back to tie the game. The Bullets was able to edge them out with a three-pointer. I bring this up just to say this. Basketball is exciting. The world of basketball is exciting. If you're just watching one kind of basketball, you're doing yourself a huge disservice. 
the whole world is on fire. As a matter of fact, Melbourne United, which is the Golden State Warriors of the NBL, they, of course, defeated the 36ers, 100 to 91. Now, I go, I say this to say this. Melbourne United is their top team. The 36ers is not one of the better teams. I would say that they're probably in the top six. And they lost by nine. And with two barn burners and, and uh, two comeback games and Aaron Brooks scoring 28, how could you not say that this is not the league that you want to be watching? I'm telling you. I'm excited. I'm super excited. But guess what? You know who else is excited about the NBL? Former NBA player Kevin Martin. Yes, Kevin Martin and his uh, agent, Jason Levine, has actually been set to lead a team that of people who are going to be purchasing the Bullets. Yes, the Brisbane Bullets will be purchased by Kevin Martin eventually. He said the way it's going to work out, they're going to own 75% of the, the interest of the team. 37.5% of that interest of the team is first going to be purchased and received right away. That's right now. Boom. Now, the remaining 37.5% will then be received after the 2019-2020 season. All right? So, by the end of, the, by the end of this season, 75% of the team will be owned by Kevin Martin. Now, that last 25%, it just doesn't flutter away. That last 25% will still be owned by the NBL for the next two years. After that, Levine and Martin, they do have the option to go ahead and purchase. So that's something to look forward to. So for all of those aspiring NBA players that's looking out there to say, hey, one day I want to own a professional basketball team, obviously the NBL is quite a route. And... Once again, with their new network deals, it is a lucrative, lucrative way to go. So that's why that's big. That Right now, that is huge that this is taking place because this could open up the door for a lot of people who are more than an athlete to buy a team, which I know they do want to. All right. Our next thing that we want to talk about for the NBL is... Mr. Handles is back. Jerome Randall will be putting on a 36ers uniform once again this season. After last season playing with the Sydney Kings and lighting everybody up and winning MVP and doing all of the great things that he did, he will be coming back as a fan favorite. Now, he is going to be replacing Deshaun Taylor, but Deshaun Taylor is not being released because he's not a good enough player or because he wasn't what they were looking for. You got to understand, Jerome is a fan favorite. He, 2000, 2016, he was rookie of the year. 2017, he was uh, most improved on their team, and he's just been racking up accolades ever since. So it's kind of like you have an opportunity to get Steph Curry, and he said, you know what, I'll keep Steph. I don't want to hurt his feelings. <laughs> All right. So with that being said, I want to go ahead and take a quick little break. You know, I got to go ahead and wet my palate a little bit. Everything goes on down under. You know, things get dry down here. So I'm going to wet my palate. We're going to be back right here on ball court. I am Coach Drew. And we'll be back with my favorite segment. Stick around.
Welcome back. This is Ball Court, and I am Coach Drew, and this is the world of basketball. I have Azaria Manning with me. Yes. Yes, a fashion extraordinaire and and a host of Fusion Sports. That's right. Thanks again for coming on my show today. It was so great. We had a great conversation. Yes, we did. I yes. had a blast. I'm, I'm glad you had me on. Thank you. Thank you. Of course. And I saw you leaving out, so I said, hold on. I had to stop you, bring you in here, because I wanted to talk to you about certain things that was going on. Of course. And guess what segment this is? Shady or Genius. Yes. My favorite segment. <laughs> yes. So, you got some tea. Okay. All right. I know everybody heard the last time we, not last time, but the time before I did Shady or Genius, we were talking about the Rich Paul rule. As NC2A was saying that uh, in order to be a uh, agent and be able to talk to our boys, you're going to have to go to college first. Hmm. LeBron didn't like that. Mm-mm. His guys didn't like that. As a matter of fact, it's kind of funny because did you know that they've been working behind the scenes to go against the NC2A? Mm, I did know that. That's been like the talk on the town. Everyone in basketball, everyone's been talking about it this week. Yes, Governor Gavin Newsom has actually went ahead and signed a bill stating that in 2023 it will become effective mm-hmm. that California athletes, student athletes, can now earn wages. Look at that. Whoa. So, in effectively making them no longer um, amateur athletes. How is the NC2A going to feel about that? Because well, let, let, Let's go ahead and take a look at the situation. Because, first of all, I know LeBron was very vocal on this. Mm-hmm. He wanted this to happen. Mm-hmm. He, he pushed it. Mm-hmm. He was like, hey, this is the way it's supposed to be. Mm-hmm. Draymond Green, very vocal on it. He talked about the... Uh, the NC2A is a dictatorship. It's, he he pretty much went out there and said, this is not, they're doing it wrong. We're implementing the right way. Here's the thing that, that, that me, myself, this is where my conspiracy theory mind jumps in. And that's why I have this segment, uh, Shady or Genius, because a lot of it is my personal opinion and how I may feel about the subject. But let's take a look at all the factors here. The the um, law goes into effect 2023. Brody graduates 2023. Mm-hmm. And now is going to be leaving school, out of high school. Now, I know my parents, uh, if like, my father, he didn't go to college, but he made sure that I went to college. He wanted to make sure that I go to college and still have the best opportunities for me. LeBron is no different. This situation, when it's taking place in 2023, Bronny will now have the ability to say, hey, dad, I want to go to college and still can make it financially there. Because, of course, you got to see, Bronny is a, uh, he's an entity unto himself. He's a business unto himself. Right. So he's going to make a lot of money. Mm Mm-hmm. In college and still be considered somewhat of an amateur athlete, right? With this new law, so I think this is this was this was a long time in the making. This this could have been going on at that dinner table in, in, in when they were in the Olympics, right? This is what they've been talking about. What are we gonna do for our future for our kids mm-hmm. so they have a better opportunity? And I think that's what was taking place. What do you think? 
I, I honestly agree with you. I feel like LeBron is already 10 years ahead of us, already thinking of what he wants to be done. And he's at the age now and the point now where it's about Bronny. It's not about him anymore. He's already succeeded in everything that he's done. He's opened doors and things of that nature. So what he's doing right now is setting up a future for his son, which I feel like is commendable, which I feel like he's not doing anything what another father wouldn't do for their child, especially with the platform mm -hmm. and the exposure that LeBron has. And it's just right. LeBron James didn't go to college and look at the success he has made on his, um, the success that he has made without going, but also realizing if someone wants to go to school, they should still be able to get the money and the revenue from their jerseys, from, from fans and people going to see them. So I feel like it's a great, great thing that LeBron's doing. Yes. And if you are going to school, and you are putting any kind of work in in school, right. you should get paid for it. Exactly. I've had friends that went to NYU that uh, that interned mm -hmm. for the newspaper. Right. And they were getting paid. Mm -hmm. Nobody said, nobody said, whoa, 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 you're an amateur writer. Right. I'm going to need you to write those articles, but we can't pay you. Mm -hmm. It was, they got paid for it. And that's, and I'm glad that everybody's starting to see this. Now, let me play devil's advocate. Because I know that there's some hard, there's some hard and fast NC two way supporters that are saying the education is what we're paying them in. But when you look at that, are but you really? Here's my thing: how yeah. how is it paying if more than half of these athletes are leaving before they're even receiving their degree? So look at the deficit of that. And what is and that, even when know? they do receive their degree, the degree that they signed up for is now outdated. Right. So you're. You're selling a you're, you're selling them say I right, we need a current product because as a student athlete it's every day they're not basing it off of what you did in high school they say okay you're gonna keep your scholarship because you were Mr Basketball in high school mm -hmm. it's it's an everyday thing right so you're telling them we will give you something that may be worth value in the future but we need something from you today that's that's trickery. Mm -hmm. And I can understand why Draymond Green spoke out against it. I can understand why LeBron spoke out against it. My, I find it that at this point in time that the Draymond, uh, LeBron, uh, Governor Gavin Newsom mm -hmm. was all acting in the part of genius. But I'm sorry. I have to say right. that uh, NC2A, they've just been shady. Yeah. They've been shady for yeah. far too long. For far too long, and we're we're like I keep saying we're at we're in this open forum when it comes <laughs> to everyone being able to use their voice and speak out. It's not right. It's not cool. And this is going to completely change the game for um, the NCAA. And they just are going to either have to get on board or continue to lose money off of this because people are going to do what they got to do around it. That and. And me, if I'm an athlete sitting in South Carolina at IMG Academy, not calling out no names, <laughs> and I'm sitting there and I'm playing ball and I'm thinking to myself, man, I want to go to Duke, but UC Irvine is going to pay me. Mm -hmm. Guess what? Guess where I'm not going? Because I'm going to play basketball the same way. I'm possibly going to get the same degree. Yes, my degree, uh, UC Irvine degree, may not be looked at as a Duke degree, but when you're paying off for that Duke degree, I'm making money. Mm -hmm. 
So it's, it's, kind of, it's going to be a smart investment. It's going to be something that I definitely think is going to be positive for them. Most definitely positive. Yes. And with top recruits going to your sea Irvines, it's only going to heighten everything. So California is always ahead of the game when it comes to laws and changing things. So this is on the right track. And LeBron behind it just shows the impact and how it's going to go through. Absolute genius. Right. Absolute genius. I commend you. But... For the next topic of Shady But Genius, yes, this is going to be a topic that I you would never really hear about me talking about on my show. Right. Rap beef. Oh. Yeah. I know you're saying this is ball court. Why are right. we talking about rap beef right. for? I mean, rap is a part, yeah. of, the, is a part I, of basketball. It's yes, a part it of is. Things, so like, I see it. It's so inundated in the culture that, as a matter of fact, there was a rapper that was with the Fushnikins okay. that played basketball. His name was Shaq Fu. Okay. And I heard that he has a beef with a current rapper Uh-oh. that plays for the Trailblazers. Who could that be? Dame Dollar. <laughs> Shaq Fu and Dame Dollar, they going back at it. They throwing shots. Going at it. And I can I just say, Damien, you're killing the game. Like, your music, not only can you rap, but your music is fire, okay? Just so you know, you're doing the thing. Mind you, your Dame Foz is hot because I got the uh, I, I just got the shop pink ones to to play ball in, absolute fire. But I'm not gonna talk about that because you know he already talked about Shaq shoes and right. in the in the freestyle. So right. we ain't gonna we ain't gonna talk about that. Now I heard Shaq's freestyle. I heard Dame's freestyle. Now I know I'm biased mm-hmm. because I'm, I'm just sitting here talking about how much I love Dame as a as a player. You know, I liked it when he was, you know, when he shoots those shots, when he let him know that it's game time. Right. I absolutely love it. But when I, here's what I, um, they say, some of the content that Shaq was saying I felt was clever, but it wasn't, it wasn't like life changing. Like Dane, Dane said some lines that was that hit hard. Yeah, no, he wasn't. He wasn't playing. Those lines was like those, I'm talking some killer lines. Killer for sure. And I'm not gonna lie, it sounded, it sounded like the Fushnikins all over again <laughs> with, with Shaq. So I have to say, I'm a personally, I say Dame took that round. I agree. He did, most definitely took that and, round. And he didn't go meet Mills about it too. Hmm. Shaq dropped it. He came back. Right away, he said, mm-hmm. bam, right. dropped one. He didn't wait two days. Shaq couldn't go back to back. Mm-mm. Ever. <laughs> I, I I don't know. This this whole and this whole uh rap beef, it's just it's funny, it's entertaining, it's it's fun to just see see competition. It just shows you what how athletes are. It's always a competition, no matter what it's in. Rap, sports, off the court everything and i feel like it's just something fun and something fresh to just be a part of this brotherhood that the nba has i think the nba should release an album of the top 10 rap songs that they've had throughout the nba i know kobe's is going to be on there mm-hmm. yeah kobe's got to be on mm-hmm. there for sure <laughs> for sure are you serious for sure Heck, I, of course. I mean, if Kobe's not, it's still the Kobe Bryant. He's still. I know it's Kobe Bryant. That music didn't hit though. It didn't hit. That song, Kobe song, didn't hit. The Even best thing it that happened best. out of it was Come that on. he got married. 
Bless him for that. I, I applaud him for that. That's the best thing that Wait, happened. That's still played on Twitter to this day, though. Yes. That song, yes. that him rapping was still on Twitter to this day. You can find it. So I just feel like it's still Hold very on. impactful. I think the most impactful, the most impactful rap song from an NBA player was Lash Move. Okay. Yeah. Why, why? Why would you say? That? Because that was bumping out of every Jeep back then. Okay. And when. When Shaq had the hypnotic the hypnotic uh Reeboks on mm-hmm, it there, mm-hmm. I thought that made I thought that made the whole video. Right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. That right there sold it for me. Yeah, I can see that. Oh, they gotta put they gotta put Little Penny on one. You gotta put Little Penny on an album. Okay, I'm they, saying. And then of course, Dang Dollar. Number one for sure. Dang Dollar. I mean, and then we could also do Iman Shumpert. Can't forget about him. His music. We could. His music isn't bad. Let's not, let's not play him like that, okay? His music is not bad. He's been doing good, okay? Don't. Let's not play him on like that, all right? He's got a skill outside of. Hey. Yeah, outside of basketball. Right. Hey, Amon, keep it up, man. Right. <laughs> I'm just saying, you ain't ready to be like the, what, 19th member of Wu-Tang Clan? But <laughs> you out here. You're doing your thing. Keep it up. But that was Shady, a genius. I feel Dame Dollar won that. She feels Dame Dollar won that. Shaq feels he did. Uh, That's just Shaq being OG. When you talk about the icy hotline, that icy hotline, when you said that those rings was Kobe's, when you said that, these were game changers on there. Yeah, that's true. All right. But that's Shady, Shady, your genius. So, just to wrap with Shady, your genius, Dame Dollar killed it. LeBron says, come to California if you're trying to go to school. Get paid. This is Shady a Genius. I'm Coach Drew. We're going to be right back. I'm going to do the drill of the day. And this is ball court. This was AZ Madden did her thing. (laughs) Man, Fusion Sports, you got to go check that out. But before you do that, stick around. I'm going to be right back. Right here on ball court. Welcome back to Ball Court. I am Coach Drew. Still hanging with me is AZ Manning from Fusion Sports. And this is the world of basketball. And guess what? It's time. Let's kick it. Come on. Let's kick it. <laughs> so, back earlier today, when we had our Fusion Sports, we kicked it a little bit. We talked about a little fashion, a little bit of shoes. But, man, this week at Media Day, every new shoes was coming out. There's some that I like. This some um, AZ didn't like. So we're going to go ahead and check out some of those shoes. We're going to talk about them. See which ones you like. All right? So first and foremost, we got to give a shout out to Big Zion. Coming up Zion. with the Jordan 34s. Rocking that immediate day, the red and white ones. What do you think about that? Um, I really do not like them. But Zion, I'm super excited for you to start your career. And I hope these shoes are a great staple to your success. But I just do not like the design. I saw them in a different colorway. It had like kind of like a computer type effect to right, it, okay. and like a purplish colorway at the top. Okay. It kind of looked, reminded you of uh, Tron or the Matrix in a way. Mm-hmm. So I I kind of liked it in that colorway. Maybe, that maybe that might be what is not. I just am not liking the colorway that, that, that they wore on that, media that, day. The New Orleans one that was like oh. They you, look kind of like um, like cheap boxing shoes. 
They, you know what they remind me of? They remind me of those Olympians that you used to get in the summer mm-hmm. because uh, it was like right before school started, so you couldn't get the school shoes, and it was right. like after you got your summer shoes, and you're like, oh man, you, you didn't even really want those Olympians? Like, oh, yeah. I hope I don't go outside. <laughs> yeah, I feel like those just, I, I don't know. They may just sell good because it's science behind them, but they kind of look like they'll be, which is nothing wrong, but they look like they'll kind of be reduced price at like an outlet soon or like Ross or Marshalls. You know those shoes that you see kind of that are like, oh, those are cool, not bad price. I just, they're, they're just not a staple to me. They don't scream volumes when you look at them. So but, if you don't get it now, wait a couple months, pick it up at Marshalls. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Next, I want to go on to the... You saw you saw what Kyrie was wearing. The, yes. The, uh-huh. Those Kyrie twos was absolutely amazing. He had the Kyrie twos on, and it was the it had the mm. Nike Air Max look mm-hmm. to it. They're so like lightweight, innovative. There's I love them. I think Kyrie has the best shoe series in the NBA. I and I he's been holding it down. I don't know. I'd have to say LeBron does, but I think Kyrie's right up there. Really? Yes. I yeah. feel like Kyrie's stuff is so innovative and like the colors. They mm-hmm. every colorway and every design is so particular. They're all they always mesh well together. It's never too tacky. He always like plays with colors, but for some reason, I just feel like they're so innovative and fun. See that that comes from I feel that comes from his edgy side. Right. His, uh, he's he's not afraid to have people laugh at him, but at the same <laughs> point in time, not afraid to be serious. Right. No, but you got you got to be risky like that. That's you got you got to be you. You got to be the type of person that's willing to take the last shot, like right. how he is. Mm-hmm. That's kind of risky, and that's what that was. And I think that he did a great job. If anybody saw it during media day, I thought those were amazing, man. Yeah, they're nice. You can check it out on uh, Ball Court World. Uh, yeah. we're, gonna have the, we're gonna have those up on there as well. Now, we got to take a look at some of the next ones. So, see, one of my yeah. favorites was Ben Simmons. Yeah, he showed up mm-hmm. with the with the Jordan one. Those are my favorite Jordans. Oh, Jordan ones are my absolute favorite. You favorite? You probably won't not see me with. If I have on Jordans, they're going to be Jordan ones. I just feel like they're so universal. They look good on women. They look good on men. That's true. They're classic. They're clean. They will be here forever and ever and ever. Now he went another level though. He got his custom. Yeah, yeah. just for media day. And they're clean as hell. They are absolutely <laughs> amazing. I, the thing I like the most about it is the swoosh in the front. That uh, the swoosh right on the toe of it. What's that? Because it's kind of like a uh, the ones that he had. He had kind of like a velvet, a velvet to the toe. Mm-hmm. And if you are if you are familiar with Jordan ones, the ones that came out just the beginning of uh, October was a satin toe. Mm-hmm. That is kind of just like the satin toe one, except it had it's gonna be a little bit more like a velvet feel, and mm-hmm. then the actual uh, upper leather part mm-hmm. has that crocodile look to it. I thought that was amazing. I would love to see him playing those. Really? Yeah. I feel like that the, the if these are a killer. If we we're gonna start seeing everyone in like fashion. Every rappers are gonna be wearing this shoe. They are clean. They're very they, nice. Yes. Very yes. nice. Yeah. And rumors going around the shoe helps with three pointers. Oh, well, maybe. Hey, Ben Simmons. Right. That might, might be your little judge you need. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Now, the, show, the shoe that we spoke about, this is from the YU Ball. This is my shoe of the week. The, uh, not the YU Ball. I'm sorry. This was the Let's Kick It shoe of the week. Mm-hmm. Yes. The Let's Kick It shoe of the week. This is a basketball shoe, but it's not just for basketball. It is the uninterrupted Air Force One lows. LeBron dropped these. 
the more than a blank. The great thing about it is you fill it in. This is your platform. So you're going to be able to actually market. It comes with two markers, mm-hmm. black and blue. Mm-hmm. You can go ahead and mark what you're more than. You can be more than an athlete, more than a father, more than a basketball player, more than a hockey player, more than a podcast host. <laughs> you can be more than anything you like. And that right there, I thought that was really cool because mm-hmm. the the great thing I liked about that is Uninterrupted is a... Uh, it's a podcast that gives people the platform to speak their mind. Mm-hmm. So with the uninterrupted Air Force Ones, that's giving you the platform to actually speak your mind, design what you feel that's in your heart. I think that's going to be amazing. And we're not just sitting around, you know, reading what is special to LeBron that's on his, you know, on his current shoes. We can make do what's going to be special to you. So I, I really like those. I feel like that's important with shoes because people are putting so much money into them and shoes are not cheap, you know. So mm-hmm. having a shoe that you can really feel like you can customize or really make your own, I feel like is important that in That is so many true. Ways. That is 100% true. Yeah. But our next shoe of the week for the last kick in, this is our final shoe of the week. I feel this, this last kick in segment has came full circle mm-hmm. because... I remember when I started talking about Let's Kick It, you know the shoe I was talking about? The SpongeBob Kyrie. Kyrie, I was like, man, SpongeBob Kyrie, they're going to be so fire. But guess what? Guess where SpongeBob lives? Where? In a pineapple under the sea. Of course, he had to release the Pineapple House Kyrie's. And those are absolutely amazing. I kind of like how it has the little... uh, the the thing for the door, that little uh, wheel that the it has wheel, for the door, yeah. has it on the back of the heel on there. I think that's really cool. The vibrant colors of the pineapple, as well as the green on the upper sole, that makes the... It, I, I find it, it makes the shoe. Yeah, they're so fun. They're really cute. Like I feel like just Spongebob fans are just going to tap into that and buy them. So that was just smart on all ends, not just within mm-hmm. basketball and Nike uh, consumers, but just SpongeBob consumers, because they legit look like the Pineapple House. They're so it's, fun. It's I would I would definitely wear those. I don't know if I'd wear them to like just wear them out. I'd more wear them for if I did wear them out, I'd drop a Hawaiian shirt though. I think that would. I feel like shirt. they're so yeah. I feel like people would wear them, but I just I feel like that those that's on court. That's a, that's an on court look right there. But it's still it, it's a statement. It's bright. It's fun, and they're nice. And I find it to be one of the best additions for the uh, SpongeBob series right now. For sure, I, these ones have spoke volumes to me from seeing the entire collection of what he's been dropping through the SpongeBob series. I love the Pineapple House. Like they're really cute, really cute. Uh, I, 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 it's, it's absolutely amazing. You know what, AZ? I think we need to go run out and get some of these shoes. I'm down. Or Kyrie, if you would love to personally send us some, we would for sure. Thank you. Can you do them. that for me, Kyrie? Right. You know what, Kyrie? <laughs> we're we're going to go take a break. I'm going to go and DM you. Please don't block me. I'm going to DM you and ask me for a pair of these uh, Kyrie 5 Pineapple House. We'll take a break. AZ, I know you got to go. Yes. But thank you for hanging around. No, of course. Thanks for having hey, me. Hey, we got check her out. Fusion Sports right on CWN Network. I'm Coach Root. This is Ball Court. Hang around with us. We're going to give you the drill of the day and wrap things up in the world of basketball.
Welcome back to Ball Court. I am Coach Drew. This has been the world of basketball. I want to thank you for hanging around with me. This has been an amazing show. You know, I, I definitely want to thank you. But before I let you go, we got to know what you're going to be doing in the gym this week. Yes, today is the drill of the day. Right now, today's drill of the day is something that I actually like to do after my workout. I know you're tired. I know you're ready to go home. You're sweaty. You just want it to be over. But this is where this comes in. What I do is dribble combinations, full court. Random combinations, we want to keep it going, keep it moving full court. You're going to be a little bit tired, so you're going to have to push yourself. Meaning you're going to lose the ball. That's okay. Grab that ball and start it over. Matter of fact, you know what? Let's go to the tape. So, in the drill of the day, here's what you want. You want control. You want to work on being able to move back and forth with the ball and go from side to side. Watch yourself. Time yourself. Make sure you're staying low on your spins. Make sure you're getting low on the crossovers. Remember, step from side to side and cover as much ground as possible. You're going to lose the ball. It's going to happen. This is what takes place, and this is what makes the drill of the day what it is. So, with that said, keep on pushing. Every single day that you are out there, you have to work harder. Fail harder. Be better. I want to thank each and every person for watching my show, subscribing to the show, and subscribing to the uh, Facebook page. Also want to have everybody go out there and subscribe to our YouTube channel. Check out some of our marketing promos that we do have. You get to see my smiling face on video and get to hear my beautiful voice. Also, if you love what you hear, please go to CWN Sports and check us out. We got Fusion Sports. We got, we got the Blitz. We have, of course, Ball Court. Big things are going on and every one of us loves it. You can catch me at DrewCoach43 on Instagram or at Ball Court World, also on Instagram. We're going to have a lot of these videos up. We're going to have a lot of those shoes up. We're going to have ways that you can reach out to us, send us money, send us shoes, whatever you want to do. Nike, Adidas, I'm just letting y'all know. Kyrie, send shoes. But I want to also thank you for watching Ball Court. Thank you for listening to Ball Court. I am Coach Drew. This is the world of basketball. I'll see you next time when the world is on fire. Thank you for listening to Ball Court with Coach Drew. World of basketball. Now go hit the showers. This is a CWN Sports Network presentation.